Hey guys, it's me. It's not that Maggie. It's that other Maggie. Me. Hello you. Hello my beautiful creatures. It's been a really long time. It's been a hot minute since I've been online and been doing some stuff. Yeah, it's been like I think two weeks. My god, Maggie get your act together um i hope you've been good i hope you've been well while i was away yeah i hope you've been listening to your mm, good self and have been making good choices yeah so okay i've been gone yes work has been super busy and i had to <laughs> interact with lots of people like in real life not like virtually or not like through online meetings and I think I may have, I may have, like, shocked my body because <laughs> I had to be out and about um, more often than usual, yeah? And usually I like to have moments of quiet here and there, you know, just for myself and such, but the, the schedule was super busy and I couldn't get to any of that, yeah? Uh, so here I am, I'm sorry, did you miss me? So to my new listeners... Hi. Yeah, it, it's kind of sort of like this, you know, like I do try, I do try my best to be more consistent and, and stuff. And if you're listening to this for the first time, I hope it does make sense in the end because we always try our best for that. And to my returning listeners, how have you been? I hope you've been good and have been behaving while I was away. Not that I was behaved while I was away, but you know, we try our best. We try our best here in general. <laughs> So anyway, what are we talking about today, Maggie? Today, we are talking about something that I, you know, since things were super busy and super hectic, you know, like, and you know how that affects you mentally, physically, emotionally, and sometimes even spiritually. Uh, I experienced this, you know, because I was super stressed out uh, and kind of feeling like I was not in my comfort zone as much. Yeah. So this topic was something I... I, I was thinking about, yeah, while I was going through this, yeah. So I've researched online what do safe and unsafe people mean, yeah. I, I've searched online what those mean. And to be honest, to be honest, like most of the stuff that I found online, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong and maybe I, I just didn't deep dive enough, but um, this, again, my beautiful creatures, was is a topic that sort of came to be because I was thinking about it. Y you know what I mean? Like, like y you know, that kind of feeling. Like, you you're going through something and then this popped in your head and you're like, ah, this is something that uh, I'm sort of just realizing is very important right now. Because, dude, there's so many things. Yeah, so many things, so many things to be wary of and careful of that you don't necessarily put that much importance to. Um, when you're super busy, yeah? So anyway, safe people versus unsafe people, yeah? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? So online, um, you are mostly given, like, a list of traits, yeah? A list of traits of what a safe person is and what an unsafe person is. And although, although, um, there are a couple of traits on there that I think universally is very, very valid for everyone, yeah. Um, but I also feel like it's also dependent on who you are as a person, on what you'd categorize as a safe and unsafe person. Yeah. Because like for some, for some example, okay, okay. An instance, I saw one that says, um, an unsafe person might push you to sort of test your limits. Yeah. 
that that's one. But then again, like to another beautiful creature out there, maybe that's exactly what they need in order to like break out of their shell and in order for them to explore new grounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I do understand that everyone is the same and we always have that in mind every time we're talking about something here. That's why... Um, As I always say, all of these things I talk about are mostly from my experience. And if it resonates with you, then by all means, that's awesome. But if it doesn't, then it's just an opinion, my beautiful creatures. Okay, and first of all, let me just address my voice. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I've been feeling under the weather a little bit. So maybe that's a factor because it's been raining and then hot and then raining and hot. I mean, although, don't get me wrong, I love the rain. It just has this like effect on me at times. So anyway, let's get to it. What I'm talking about today about safe people and unsafe people is actually just my personal list. Yeah, it's my personal list on what I think a safe person is versus an unsafe person is. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, I hope it does. So anyway, okay, imagine imagine. Well, maybe you don't have to imagine. Maybe you actually go through this like on a daily basis, but Um, but for the sake of it, let's imagine, you know, we are at that point of the day we're in, we're already existing, we're already humaning, we're already quote unquote adulting. Yeah. And stress is starting to pile up. Stress is starting to happen. You know, it's unavoidable. It's a fact of life. And the key here, I, I find, I found, hello, grammar, um, is that it's really dependent on your mindset on how you respond to these things yeah i mean when you react we always say it's not just good to react right but it's always better to respond to things that are happening around you and you have to sort of um figure out if this is how you want to respond meaning answer to a certain situation yeah and a big part of that you know a big part of how you respond to things in this world uh you are actually being affected by the people that you surround yourself with, yeah? And if you're like me, and I hope you're not, like I sincerely hope not, um, most of the time, most of the time, I I can-ish sort of control my responses to things given, given that there's not a lot of um, other voices. And by other voices, I mean other opinions, other um, people telling me how I should react or respond to things, yeah? I mean, because you alone existing sometimes, just walking about, navigating your way through life on a daily basis is already difficult, you know? Like, especially if you have a mental illness, and even if you don't, you know? There's just so many things that may cause you to be aggravated, uncomfortable, and stressed out. So factor in other people into that equation, things can get a little hairy, especially when it comes to like how you respond to things, yeah? I really do sincerely feel like this topic is very important, given the fact that how we respond is what we put out into the world, into the universe, into the plates of the other people around us, yeah? So when you're stressed out, yeah, there's so many things. There's so many things like traffic, the humidity, or like piled up work. And things like that. I mean, okay, let's just add it into the mix. Anxiety, <laughs> you know, all those other issues that one has. Yeah, a, a, a personal issues. And yes, I'm sorry if you hear the honking noise outside. I think someone is waiting for someone <laughs> to come out of their house. So anyway, so you're in this mental state, right? Who do you go to? You know what I mean? Who do you go to? Who are these people that you go to and who are these people that you avoid? So Maggie's personal list, and 
it's just my personal list. I mean, if you relate, cool. If you don't, that's cool too, you know, no judgment over here in this space, okay? So let me start with um, safe people, okay? I do have safe people. And by that, these are the people that I hold closest to my heart. Yes, we're getting all mushy. No, but for real, these are the people that I prioritize um, above above other things, you know? Like, these are the people you would... If they called you at like three in the morning and you you would actually pick it up, even though if you don't like taking phone calls, you know, you know what I mean? Like these are those exce- exceptional people in your life. They'd be like ringing you at 3 a.m. and you're like, what's happening, dude? Where am I going? Where am I meeting you? You know, um, so these are the kind of people that I call my safe persons. Yeah. So we all know that the world is already complex and confusing enough as it is. There's so much noise. There's so much noise. There's so much like things telling you how to behave, how to be, how to feel and, and things like that. And when the world gets noisy like that and combine it with like all the stressors out there, sometimes it can drive a beautiful creature crazy. Am I right? <laughs> and I know you just heard my voice get all high pitchy on that part. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry if I'm like digressing. I'm going in a tangent. But anyway, what are the qualities of my safe people are? Okay, number one, my safe people lets me speak my mind. You know, like they, they, they make me, they, they don't make me, they allow me, you know. They don't ask for my permission, but they just let me explain things and express what my side of the story is or where my perspective is coming from yeah i mean although you know like people might say that dude isn't that a given you'd be surprised or maybe you're not so surprised on how many people you interact with on a daily basis who don't really care much i mean i don't say i don't think they don't care at all but they don't care much about hearing your perspective if there is a conflict or if you're telling them a story that hey uh, I was sort of like in conflict about this. I don't know how to re- respond. And then you give them the situation, you lay it out. And, and you know, like they actually ask you, well, what makes you think that, you know, or like uh, what contributed for you to sort of respond that way? You know what I mean? These are people you can actually just speak your mind with. Yeah. Unfiltered and, and all that stuff, right? Um, it's very, for me, I don't know about you, my beautiful creatures. I hope it's not as difficult to find a person who is like that. But, you know, once you find them, don't let go. Like, just lock them up in your basement. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, I'm kidding. But don't let go because those kind of people are precious. Yeah. Um, especially in the world now where, when there's like so many opinions, you know, so many things and stuff. Right. These people who let you allow to speak your mind actually understand the value of diversity and that not everyone is the same. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing. It's actually a very rare thing for me, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could be entirely different from you. But at the same time, they don't put importance in, in you know, into your differences. And that's what makes it precious. Okay, so number one, safe people let you speak your mind. And they actually give value to you telling them or like they give value to listening to your perspectives, before they even give you advice. Does that make sense? Okay, I hope it does. <laughs> Number two, another safe person trait for me is trust. Um, before you can even start to talk about or like say things about your perspectives or like about how you feel about this or about your opinions and such, there has to be trust, right? So in order for the safe person 
to be the recipient of your thoughts and feelings and emotions and and such, there has to be some sort of trust. You know, you trust that they know you well enough to help you gain clarity when you're confused or conflicted. And I know, 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 my beautiful creatures. Trust is very hard to give and at the same time, very hard to sort of uh, fix if it's broken. But there has to be some sort of trust. And of course, when I talk about this, you know, like these are the traits of my safe people. This is also what I try to be for them. Does that make sense? Yes, because, you know, equivalent exchange, you know, a relationship is a two-way street. It's not like a one-way one. We all know that. Okay, so that's my take on that. Third, it's someone you can be your full self with because you feel like, you know, you don't have to have your guards up. You just feel accepted just as you are. Um, may it be for your bad traits or for your good traits, but at the same time, you know, they don't make you feel judged. Okay, what do you mean by, first of all, there's two things there I feel like I have to address. Number one, what's guards up, Maggie? Like, when is one, you know, with their guards up? I feel like with the many, 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 many different hats that we wear throughout the day, like, you know, like, mm, I'm wearing my work hat right now, so I'm all profesh, I'm all, like, proficient, I'm all, like, amazing in this sort of job, right? Like, that's that's you functioning with your guards up as well. Because when you are all those things at work, you don't, you kind of like control. Well, not really control. It's control the way. Or maybe you limit um, whatever other reactions or responses that you may be feeling because that's not how you're expected to behave in that certain situation. Does that make sense? Like, okay, for example, you're at work, you're at work, you're in a work meeting and you know, someone's being difficult, yeah? Initially, sometimes, me personally, I would I would feel like I have to say something to this person to just stop being difficult because the thing is already difficult. And I'm sure other people may also want to say that to me. But the reason we don't do that is because there are processes or, like, ways and, like, Mm, mediated um, dialogues that can be done yeah but if you were just to respond and react how you are as is then <laughs> you would be saying all of these other things or you would be behaving in a different way yeah so when you're when you have your guards up you, you sort of like control what you allow yourself to be yeah um Another example would be when sometimes, sometimes, you know, like my mental illness, it's like telling me to be aggro all the time. Yeah, it's telling me to just, you know, snap and like yell and then maybe say things that I will probably not mean, most likely not mean um, towards someone who may be aggravating me or maybe behaving in a way that I don't particularly appreciate. Yeah. When I have my guards up, <laughs> and this is the most difficult part of it, I have to sort of rein that in. I have to rein that in, yeah? And when I talk about having, you know, that opportunity to not have your guards up so much in front of a safe person, it's very rare because this safe person understands that you are multifaceted, you know, just as much as you are good. There are probably bad sides to you as well. And they help you. They help you understand that you don't have to hate on yourself because you have bad traits. 
You know, they're there to tell you, okay, I understand that that's how you would want to react or that's how you want to respond. Um, but at the same time, we know we don't do that, right? Okay. Story time. Story time. My girl best friend, like, she's hilarious, okay? She knows that I have these aggro sides to me. I mean, she's seen she's seen me <laughs> a little bit unleashed, you know, a little bit unleashed and holds my hand. Like, literally, like, this happened once. Like, I was upset because something, you know, we were in a situation where it was just not correct in any way whatsoever, right? And so when I did speak to a person who was in charge, I was going all out, but still controlled. And purely because she was holding my hand, yeah? So she's seen me have this like little snappy moment, um, but I'm still in control. So when, when she and I, you know, when she and I are like talking on a daily basis and I do inform her, I'm like, hey, girl, you know, it's happening, you know, and, and stuff like that. She never makes me feel like I should hate myself, you know, like it's just the way it's just a part of who I am. And she sort of makes me feel better by letting me know always consistently that yes maggie i understand you have an aggro side to you as much as you say love everyone but just remember <laughs> remember that's what you say love everyone or like sometimes she's the one that says to me and reminds me yes i understand also remember please that you are not your mental illness and throughout this whole entire conversation I'm having with her, my beautiful creature, she's never made me feel like there's something um, something about me that I should hate. Does that make sense? You know, like, she just reminds me that that's not exactly who I want to be. And that helps a lot tremendously, tremendously, like it does. Because although, huh, <laughs> this is hard to explain. Okay, even though, I don't look for conflict, okay? Like, I don't actively seek conflict. I mean, because who does, right? Like, who does? I am not one of those people who would shut down in the middle of a conflict. Like, there's a different side of me that sort of, you know, um, comes alive when there's a conflict. And and it's it's a different Maggie altogether. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like, I sort of, like, in a bad way, say, I, I thrive in it, you know, like, I don't shy away from it. And maybe, you know, like, realizing just now, maybe that's the reason why I sort of, like, sometimes look for it. Because that side of me doesn't get exercised too much, too often, yeah? And, yes, we can label that as one of my, quote-unquote, toxic traits. And, of course, no Maggie ever ever said like oh let's look for conflict you know let's do that because at the end of the day i talked to my girl best friend and she's just like she's just like yeah i understand i know i know you know like she 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 sort of like tells me like a little kid you know i know i know i know we're looking for that but we're not gonna do that today are we yeah and you know it doesn't make me feel in any way judged it makes me actually feel very understood yeah and that's a beautiful thing and that's, you know, those three, I, I feel, um, are what safe people do. Safe people in your lives, um, I think, my beautiful creatures, allow you to be who you are. Yeah? 
they allow you to to be who you are you don't have to have your guards up all the time it doesn't feel like such a struggle because heaven knows heaven knows outside of our circles you know what i mean like the world is already complicated and difficult enough so it's kind of like you know when you when you hear the word safe it kind of like feels like that space we're in you can just be you know what i mean and i do know you know i do know as well like we criticize ourselves so hard all the time every day and it helps a great deal you know like life feels like it's a little bit more fun and a lot more hmm, worth it if you have another safe person in your life okay so those are my three things you know someone who lets you speak your mind and values your your perspectives and opinions number two someone you can completely trust and number three someone you can be at ease with you know they don't they you know even if you don't talk to them for like a day or so you don't feel like oh oh my god did they stop loving me you know none of that yeah those are the three more most more (laughs) those are the three most important traits for me when it comes to like looking for a safe person i hope that helps now since we talked about safe people then what are unsafe people for me okay 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 my three unsafe people traits are as follows okay number one someone who enables you to be the version of yourself that you're trying not to be okay maggie what what does that mean um during times of reflections i'm like is this who i want to be do i want to be this person is this contributing to anything good you know like i have those moments when i'm kind of like thinking about my actions and stuff which is like (laughs) every day um i i do spend quite a bit of time yeah i do spend quite a bit of time um thinking about whether my actions were okay whether they were good or not and this, I guess, is part of uh, my process when it comes to, you know, trying to curb my ple- people-pleasing personality that I spoke of before. Yeah. But when you're trying, you know, to be a version of yourself that, you know, impacts the world around you and people around you negatively. Yeah. An unsafe person, what they would do is they would encourage that behavior, you know, for shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not fun. So an unsafe person would not, mm, I'd like to say, would not try to help you process it out. Yeah. For, for instance, if you're feeling anger, you know, if you're feeling anger and you know how angry you can get. Yeah. And you know how your anger does not contribute, you know. I mean, I'm not talking about not saying anything in the long run if you're angry. But, you know, like you have to sort of like calm down from that and actually get the actual version of what you want to say before you communicate it. Because sometimes when you speak in full-blown anger, you just say a lot of things that you don't mean, yeah? So for instance, an unsafe person would be the one to tell you, yes, just get mad, you know, and, and things like that. And to be honest, I've had encounters with people like this. And to be honest, I still don't know. I still don't know what motivates them to encourage people, you know, like to just follow their negative traits, no matter how negative it impacts the entire community or space or circle that you're you're in. Yeah, does that, does that make sense? So for me, it's anger most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's anger that, you know, is my struggle. Um, but for other people, it could just simply be um, something else that you're struggling with. 
for instance, let's say you're dieting, right? Like you're trying to eat healthier or you're trying to, you know, eat more, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, an unsafe person would most likely encourage what you're trying to avoid. Yeah. So if you see that person, just be like, okay, you know, you can still be nice to them. Um, you know, treat them with love and kindness, but at the same time, already know that you don't have to listen to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Second, an unsafe person for me is someone you feel like you have to please in order to get anything in return. Like there's a version of you that they want you to be. Yeah. And it's what you try to be. And you do this because you have to sort of, um, quote unquote, earn their love. Does that make sense? Yes, that's my people-pleasing personality talking. Ouch, it hurts. But anyway, yeah. It's someone you feel like you always have to please. Yeah, it's someone you you feel like um, has control over how you behave. And it makes you so stressed out. And you can just, you know, you can't just simply exist. Yeah, does that, does that make sense? Okay, I'm going to touch on two things right now. Like two things um, that we are on a daily basis. Okay, okay, okay. So number one, in order to like sort of explain this point a little bit more. Number one, have you ever been in a relationship, for instance? Like a personal relationship. doesn't have to be romantic. You know, it could be any sort of relationship. Have you ever been in a relationship we're in? you find that once you're outside, you know, of their presence, you are entirely a different person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of person that we want to try to avoid. Yeah. Okay. Just to make it a little bit more um, relatable and maybe for it to make a little bit more sense. For instance, okay, I had this, I had this ex-boyfriend, right? I had this ex-boyfriend. Uh, my religious is not necessarily completely totally religious i i find that i'm more of a spiritual person in general yeah you know what i mean like everyone do whatever makes you happy as long as it's uh it's good for other people and you're not doing anyone any bad you know by all means please go ahead be who you want to be like be in a religion or be in whatever that makes you happy and makes you do good things yeah um you see, this ex of mine, his family and him were very, very religious. Yeah. But they could never get past the fact that I was not going to be as religious as them, let alone practice their, you know, practices. Yeah, because there are other things that I believe in, you know, and it was never, ever good enough that I try my best to do good by others, you know, and things like that. To them, it was important for me to have the title, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, like, I have to go out into the world, present myself like, you know, I'm under this specific religion uh, in order to please them. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I found that I was behaving one way. You know, and saying things I didn't necessarily believe myself just so that I can be accepted by them. Just so that I can get a little bit or like earn a little bit of their love. <laughs> and, you know, no one, I really believe, like sincerely, my beautiful creatures, you never have to like beg for love, beg for attention, beg for anything in this world. You know what I mean? 
Because I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are other people around you who would willingly give that to you. And these people would be your safe people, right? But anyway, that's, that's one thing, you know, like in relationships with other people. So unsafe people, you always feel like you're going to have to be a version of you, specifically a version of you that they like and they approve in order to like, you know, get something, you know, something good. Does that make sense from them to you? Yeah. Uh, another another aspect of that is, okay, it's this. You know how like sometimes um, when, when you work with people, for instance, when you work with people, it cannot be helped. It cannot be helped that it's either you become friends or or you're just highly exposed to each other for long periods of time, you know, because, you know, you work together, <laughs> right? I think seeking approval from a superior or a colleague is a natural thing because you want to know if you know you're contributing or you're doing your part you know and, and stuff like that but we also have to understand that there's a fine line between a colleague or a boss you know or a subordinate it doesn't even matter like what status they are in the company but like a, a person you work with there's a fine line between um finding someone who understands your boundaries versus someone who doesn't even express to you why on your day off you have to do extra work does that make sense because okay um when i was younger when i was younger like way way young um baby maggie you know in in one of her first jobs like i i think that's when i developed this trait of being such a workaholic yeah like even with things that i shouldn't involve myself in you know like it wasn't in my department it wasn't my problem to solve because you know heaven knows we all know that as individuals you already have enough like challenges and <laughs> conflicts to resolve at work yeah i mean that's why we're working but there are other people around you who'd be like you know i don't know like they, they are maybe stress passers you know or they just you know think that you're an extension of themselves but they would ask more of you than you're supposed to actually just be doing and at the end of the day you end up not finding enough time to do what you need to do because you're also busy minding what they need to do does that make sense yeah i'm sure like i'm sure my beautiful creatures you've encountered a person like this so baby maggie what she ended up doing was just making her work her entire life yeah that was it and <laughs> and i really do feel i really do feel it impacted my life um negatively because as i think i've mentioned before in my other podcasts you know like i got sick i got sick enough to be you know i had to go to hospitals or like i had to like stop projects because i was like physically sick my body was saying uh-uh no more maggie no more and the reason i was doing this you know i was doing this because i guess okay number one a part of me was probably still following that protocol you know from the olden times when they didn't particularly think about work-life balance um that you have to hustle and you have to hustle hard because it's all you are right and we learned later on that that's not entirely who we are you know our work does not dictate who we are our careers do not dictate who we are because there are other facets of our lives that we also need to sort of um pay attention to so yeah it's not just in workplaces it's not just in relationships it's everywhere yeah so the second that you feel you know and, and you realize and you know you know it you realize that you have to be 
a single version of yourself in order for this person to accept you or give you any form of love or appreciation, then that person is unsafe, I feel. Yeah? Because their version of you is never you. Does that make sense? You know, if we compare it to how a safe person acts, they're just like, okay, just be you. You know, just exist. I accept you for who you are. Versus a person who's actually trying their best to let you know that, no, only this version of you is what's acceptable to me. Does that make sense? So that is an unsafe person, my beautiful creatures. I feel, I personally feel, okay? Again, these are just my opinions. And I do understand. I do understand that sometimes, you know, we have people in our lives who we cannot get rid of. (laughs) You know, we cannot break away from, you know. I mean, although there are options, if you really must, then do. Please do. But there are some people in our lives when we're like, when we're kind of like, this one's going to stay with me for life, so... You just have to find your way around it. You know, it's either communicate with them like, dude, bro, you know, I love you, but that's not entirely who I am. So it's either you accept me for who I am because I'm trying my best here. (laughs) And if they accept that and, you know, if they change with that, then good. But if they don't, we have to walk away, my beautiful creatures, unfortunately. Okay, because we have to love ourselves too. Now. Number three, what's my third unsafe person list? Okay, my third unsafe person would, is someone who's like someone who lacks empathy to see the world, you know, in general. They only see the world through their eyes and they refuse to understand that there are many, many different perspectives to all things. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, in, in, you hear how, how much I'm struggling here <laughs> to explain this? Okay, it's maybe someone who likes to correct you or invalidate how you feel, yeah? Because at the end of the day, once someone does that, and in a negative way too, you know, like an imposing way, you know, like someone who says, well, I guess that's not how it is because you're the only one who's reacting that way. And they just tell you you're plain out wrong, and they're doing this based solely on how they see the world. Does that make sense? Because, okay, I think there's a difference between someone saying, Hey, Maggie, you're deeply upset by this, but everyone else isn't. Why don't you tell me and let me know why it's upsetting to you? I feel like that's what a safe person would do. Yeah. But what an unsafe person, like someone we go no, no to, is they would tell you, no, Maggie, you're the only one who's upset about this, so therefore you are wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah, because, okay, having a relationship with a person like this, in general, is just going to be a world of pain (laughs) for us, my beautiful creatures. Does that make sense? And I know, I know, sometimes we go, oh, but I think I can change them. Yeah, okay, but what if you can't? And then, you know, next thing you know, you're knee dip, (laughs) knee dip, (laughs) knee deep into all of these drama and chaos and things. Yeah, because, of course, obviously, no one wants to be told that their feelings are wrong or like the way they view things are wrong in general. Yeah, I mean, that's already conflict right there. But make it, you know, like what more if you're being told what you're feeling is wrong. Yeah, just plain out wrong without even 
the other person trying to understand why you feel that way. Does that make sense? Side story, just to like let you know in on this. Okay, you know how like when you have family gatherings and stuff, right? Yeah, okay. We don't necessarily love each and every single one of our 200 million relatives, yeah? Maybe you love like a hundred of them, but maybe not like the rest. And please do not make me do the math. But all I'm saying is... We have relatives sometimes that we really deeply care for, yeah, because they are safe people. But we also have relatives who are like unsafe, yeah? And an unsafe behavior is when, for instance, an unsafe person's behavior, I I meant to say, their behavior, for instance, is when we have family gatherings, yeah, and they force you to interact, interact with all the other relatives you maybe not love so much, you know? Yeah, because obviously they're just trying to tell you, for instance, like, no, Maggie, we're supposed to like greet everyone. We're supposed to be polite to everyone. And no matter how hard you say that, you know, for instance, I'm, I'm being polite, but I don't have to love them. I don't have to be interested in what they're saying and things. Yeah, because, OK, for instance, OK, I have a rel- relative. Oh, it's coming. It's all coming out now. We're unpacking this. <laughs> for instance, I have a rel- relative who's ultimately sexist, you know. And that's, no, no. And for someone like me, who doesn't shy away from conflict, every time I see this relative of mine, I want to just engage, yeah? But if you remember my beautiful creatures, Maggie's trying very, very hard not to be that person, right? So an unsafe person would be like, Maggie, you know, you have to be... I don't know, quote-unquote, loving. You have to be engaging into, like, you know, this sort of things and this sort of gatherings and stuff. And they would force you. Because in their minds, um, the way they were they were raised is that you have to talk to everyone. Although, you know, although mm, I got to admit, you know, you, you do have to talk to everyone. But once you you've understood that you have a very specifically negative reaction from a specific person and they force you, they force you to interact and engage with them, then that's already an unsafe person. Does that make sense? Because they're functioning, they're functioning only from their perspective and they lack, they lack the empathy to sort of walk with you to understand why you're trying to avoid this sort of thing in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be just with people. It could be with anything, like from, from anyone who's um, recovering for, from something. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be f- food specifically. It doesn't have to be people specifically. It doesn't have to be stimulus specifically. But like in general, you know, you're trying to recover from something. And this person imposes their beliefs on you. And they lack the empathy to to respect what your decisions... Decision, hmm? I still can't talk. (laughs) Your decisions would be, yeah, for yourself. So does that make sense, my beautiful creatures? I mean, at the end of the day, this is all dependent on who you are as a person, who you want to be, what version of yourself you want to be. You know what I mean? Like, I feel, as I always say, we are always consistently changing anyway. Yeah. So it's good to always keep evolving. But make sure that the people you surround yourself with are safe people. You know, because I I find, I find at the end of the day, no matter how you change, who you change to be like, and hopefully, you know, we're all changing for the better, uh, safe people would get you there. 
unsafe people not so much and and throughout this whole two weeks two weeks struggle you know because like you know i was highly stressed there were just things i had to do i had to interact a whole lot my beautiful creatures can you imagine for an introvert like me interacting with people in the world for seven days straight with like no time <laughs> to be by herself yeah that was hell but you know i started thinking about this thing again safe people versus unsafe people because it was my safe people who got me through it you know what i mean and the comparison is you know it, it's different because i remember a time when i was such a people pleaser i would just do and i would just follow i would just you know just do what other people said and i surrounded myself with tons of unsafe people and if i think back to those times you know there were also moments back then that i was being tested i was stressed and you know my mental illness was kicking up into gear and i reacted i reacted and even responded really badly simply because i was surrounded by people who are unsafe for me okay it's important to also understand my beautiful creatures that you have to figure out these things for yourself who are safe and who are unsafe people for you because again not everyone is exactly the same although please do i invite you to like research this further you know understand yourself further just so that you can make decisions for yourself yeah does that make sense okay anyway my beautiful creatures um since i know i know i'm feeling a little under the weather lately and i know my voice sort of reflects that i'm gonna have to go okay i will try my bestest not to be gone for so long <laughs> and thank you so much my beautiful creatures for understanding okay drink your water please make great choices love one another hmm what else oh and please please do find time for yourself and yourself alone okay you know it breaks my heart again every time i have to leave you like it happens every single time but I gotta go, okay? I love you. Bye-bye.